When it comes to EVE Online, every player wants to know the most effective tactic available. You want to know the meta. The meta controls everything. It determines what will and will not happen. Knowing the meta will alter your views, make you question your reality. It might even make you laugh. And now, you're part of it. You're watching The Meta Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Meta Show. Today is Saturday, November the 4th, 2023. I'm Bruce Rubal, joined alongside, as always, Mark Resurrectus, Mr. Wormhole himself. We have got one hell of a show for you people today, let me tell you. Yeah. We've got, not only do we have our boy Asher Elias, the Alliance Executor of Goonform Sweater Federation and the Imperium Coalition Executor, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Frederick Knudsen of Down the Rabbit Hole, who just put out an epic six-hour documentary on this crazy game that we all play and have been playing for a long time. And he's here to talk with us. And then in the second hour, because this is a two-hour show today, we're go- you get twice as much meta show for the same amount of money, which is nothing, unless you're actually subscribed to the stream, which I appreciate. That means you won't get ads in the middle, which you're going to complain about if you don't subscribe now, I'm telling you. We're going to have some folks to talk about all of the big news that has been going on today in regards to the B2 coalition, as well as a number of new members to the Imperium that we are going to be welcoming today. So with that, hi, Asher. Hi, Frederick. How are you? Hi, I'm tired. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. L- <laughs> listen, for those of you who, who, who maybe live in high sec and have not been paying attention, a six-hour documentary on EVE Online is absolutely something that we are going to pay attention to, and it's absolutely something that I can't imagine anybody wanting to do. I've been trying to do a documentary on The Last War, and I got about 15 minutes of, of material, and then I was like, this is too much work. I don't want to do it anymore. But Fred <laughs> did this, and not only, and I thank you for link. I will link it in the chat, Asher. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. I can't believe you don't have... What are you doing, dude? Delete that. <laughs> that's amazing. It's not even me. That's just like the, the, the channel rules. But anyway, I put it up there. No, Go no, check Bruce, this out. Delete, delete what you just put up, dude. Please what? trust me and delete it. Oh, delete. Oh, I, yeah. Delete that. that. Oh, yeah. Delete, I should probably delete, delete that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Holy Lisa, shit. Thank you. How do I get rid of it? Jesus Christ. Do I that's need to? That's not good. Okay, you got oh, it. fuck. <laughs> you fucked us. I fucked you ruined us. us. A bunch right. of professionals here. That's what we do on this show. Oh, Jesus. We do lots of stuff. I'm just going to pin it, actually, instead. Where the hell? How do I, I don't even know how to delete things. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Can you delete it, please? <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Deleted. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I, I locked the room so none of you people can get in here. Where is the damn video? Here is the video. It's, it Jesus would not be Christ. a meta show without some epic fail oh, on my I'm, part. I'm crying. All right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That is the actual thing. Mm-hmm. That's the video. Now, we've been playing this game for 20 years. Fred, how long have you known about EVE Online as a game, and what kind of got you into wanting to do 
a documentary on this crazy thing that we call Eve. Well, Eve Online has been on my radar for a very, very long time. Like, I, I can't remember a time I didn't know about Eve Online, right? It, it, it's, it's infamous. And I knew that at some point in time, I would want to try to cover it, right? Like, I, I love space games. Um, I'm, I, I love the kind of game that EVE Online is, uh, more strategic and uh, not always as fast-paced. Um, but also, like, I, I love everything about the concepts of EVE. It's fascinating. And so I knew for a long time I wanted to cover it. It was just a matter of when. And I decided that I had accrued the necessary ability to make it. And so I did it. I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I did it. How long have you, I mean, you've been working on this for a long time. Exactly how long have you been working on this video? It was about a two year and four month gap in between wow. videos. Um, although that does need a caveat. Um, I was horrifically burnt out the entire time I was making it. Um, <laughs> horrifically that. so. And, and it wasn't this video that did it. Um, it was just bad work habits for a very long time. So um it, it was a very long production. That's not to say that this wasn't easily the most challenging and complicated production I've ever done. Um, but it, some of that is burnout. A decent chunk of that is just the sheer complexity. Mm. Now, I, I have a question because the, you know, whenever we talk about you know, big projects like these and how you, yeah, you know, the, the the planning process before you even get into the work of of research and interviews and and gathering information the way that you you have to to put something like this together. How far in advance do you plan something like this? Because the, your previous video, uh, I mean, you 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 had a you know a pretty consistent uh, upload schedule on and off for for years ahead of that. Obviously, this is going to take a lot more time. How far in advance did you know this is something that you wanted to work on? Um, I did not plan it out as long before as you might have thought because i assumed that this was going to be a three-hour video <laughs> <laughs> whoopsie daisy um and, and then of course a lot of my videos kind of end up increasing in scale bloat is not the right term because mm. i think i think the general consensus among anyone who's watched it is that um it could have been so much longer if i let it um, it is easily the densest video that I have ever made. Um, but I did not go into this thinking that it was going to be as large as it was. Um, and so it it's not like I had been planning on this for a year or years beforehand. I was just like, yeah, it's time. Let's mm. do it. So I, I, I have an, the, the other big question, I guess, is did when you when, when it became clear that uh, this was going to be what it was going to be. Like you, you knew going in, like this is this is a Eve Online project. The game's been uh, you know around for you know, eighteen years at that point when you first start putting it together, and you 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 have a laundry list of things that you you decide you want to talk about. How do you decide who you're going to contact? How do you decide? Is it just like you know you put feelers out there and see who responds, or did anyone reach out to you specifically? What's the what's the process for something like that? Well, this was a very unique process because the vast majority of the time if you go through my channel the problem that i usually face is a lack of information mm. or um, information being obscure or difficult to acquire or there's oh, literally the liter situation <laughs> right right like like how, like who am i going to interview for the for the battle of may island video mm -hmm. everyone involved is dead 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of yeah. them died at the event. Um, but for this one, it's the opposite problem. Yeah. Like you were saying, um, in this case, it was a glut of information. Mm -hmm. It was a, an, a massive amount. And I knew going in that there was no way I was going to be able to digest every piece of information. So the, the trick at that point, like this, it became new territory for me because the question at that point wasn't how many threads can I find to tug on? It was how do I divvy up my time and choose who I talk to so that I don't overwhelm myself and just spend and spend my time properly only digging or only going, um, only pulling the threads that mm. will give me what I need. I get that. And you somehow found Asher, which was a good, that was a good find. Because there's a man um, who's been in the midst of all of this nonsense for the longest oh, time. Oh, yeah. Right, Ash? Asher has been great. I, I do want to say it was not until I watched this video that I realized that the the picture that I kept seeing of Asher was not a photoshopped picture to make Asher look fucking stupid. It's just his, his <laughs> portrait in game. I, I uh, tried to make it look as dumb as possible. Yeah, well, it, it yeah. worked. Yeah. I thought it was a meme. I was like, oh, this is a funny thing that they did for Asher. But Asher uh, messaged me while watching the video and was like, did you have to use my in-game <laughs> one? Right. They made a really nice render. Why did why did you use the in-game one? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's so good. So the two August uh, co-hosts have asked you these really deep and important questions. And I, I have polled the people and, and I've actually got a more important question than anything they've asked you so far. Uh -oh. okay. uh, what is strontium? Oh, shut up. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's oh, not. It's, no. it's strontium. Strontium. It's, it's, strontium. It's, strontium. It's, strontium. I, I said strontium. I forgot the T. I forgot the T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's super can, endearing. Can you tell, can, can you yeah, tell, like the, can you tell that the time I spent in in eve was not spent interacting with structures yeah right. the other that's smart yeah <laughs> listen mm -hmm. i have to say i have to, so from from a producer of this material standpoint doing voiceover work is the biggest pain in the ass mm. because you got to make sure that everything sounds correct everything all the levels are the same you're the same distance from your mic. You're doing hours and hours and hours of takes. It's the worst. And then you you pronounce something incorrectly, but you don't just do it once. You do it like a thousand times. You're never going to go back and fix that. That's right. Like I, I did remember, go I back did and a, fix I did it a, a couple times. For our guys uh, where I, I said Neraus, but it sounded like I was saying Duraus. And I wouldn't change it. I'm like, I'm not changing it. Deal with it. I, I think <laughs> one of the things, like, honestly, I've seen a lot of content about Eve made from from a more outsider perspective. And I was worried, I was worried for you that it would, you know, that you would come off bad, but, uh, but no, you were, you, you hit 99.9% .9 of the stuff. And, and I was actually really impressed with how it came I, out. I and, have to uh, say yeah. to, to piggyback on Azure, Fred, I mean, literally we have read 10,000 articles from the gaming media. We've read articles from Kotaku. We've read our, I mean, at least the ones that were not, not written by folks that we know, but mm. articles in PC Gamer, articles in Forbes, articles in all of these different the BBC, magazines and everything, yeah. and BBC, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're awful. They're most of the time they get everything wrong, and oh we're like, "Hey, God. yeah, we give them as much info as we can." The fact that the biggest thing we can give you a hard time about is how you pronounce "strat" was it? Like that's yeah. that is amazing. <laughs> that is an amazing accomplishment, and you should be very pleased. And it looks like the numbers are looking great. How is how is this video performing compared to? Uh, the rest of the stuff on down the rabbit hole. 
um, this is by far what, one of my best performing videos. For a time, it was my best performing video. Um, if if you, uh, I get a really nice metric that shows like how well um, a video, a new video is performing compared to like the last eight videos. Um, and for a time, this was the, uh, it, it had accrued the most views of any video. Um, one other video has just barely eked it out at this point, but in the long term, I it strongly suspect one, right? that this. I hope it wasn't the first. No, uh, no, it, it wasn't. It was the Wings of Redemption one. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But if I, I did not necessarily make this video to be like the strongest out of the gate, I expected this to be something that will accrue views over a very long period of time. So this the fact that it is accruing right? so many views yeah. out of the gate mm. is unbelievable, right? Like yeah. this is by far my best perform. Like I think that give it a couple of months and this will easily be my best performing video um ever right on well so hey we Fred. look at this right now i mean if you look at, at the screen he's we're at seven hundred and eighty-one thousand views wow. for a day the video hmm. has been out for a wait what day it says 700 what no it, it's Seven. at like 1.3 million oh all right well maybe let me refresh and see what it says now Jesus. There it is. This it's 1.3. It was it. Oh, I started watching this yesterday. I started watching this yesterday. Listen, listen. Man of a day. I had to call my grandson here million. to show me how to get on through the YouTube. <laughs> You're just lucky he didn't open the Zoom link instead of the YouTube link. That that's like, that's listen, what could have happened. I have been watching this video for the last uh -huh. two days since it came out, trying to get the whole way through. I finally got the whole way through it before we started the show. And in that Isn't time, that intro beautiful? it got up to 1.3. That is insane. Yeah, it was really cool. That is I, I, I actually, um, I through a couple of connections, I was able to get in contact with um, a professional animator who has worked on a few like feature length, you know, films like Wolfwalkers, mm -hmm. animated films. If you've ever heard of the film Wolfwalkers, um, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, she worked on that. Well, I, I loved else. what the animation did in, in it, you know, I was thinking about it from the perspective. Obviously, I know all the stuff that you're talking about. But right. from the perspective of someone who doesn't, that animation was so nice at just sort of explaining mm -hmm. very simply on screen. Like there was this really cool part where you had the ravens flying and shooting the Keepstar and then peeling off. And I'm like, oh, that, yeah. is, that is so nice yeah, to explain cool. visually to someone watching who won't really have the basic concepts ingrained in their mind. Right. It no, absolutely. Um, no, absolutely. Um, the, the intro animation was done by a different person. Um, but yeah, all those animations throughout, um, that, that was all done by my regular, right? I have a graphic yeah. designer who, um, uh, who, who worked his ass off. Um, and, and yeah, he, he did a, he did a really good job of like taking these, these complicated ideas and, and um, sort of ma making them accessible because one of the biggest problems with trying to explain things in eve especially things that are spatial is if i actually took footage of the event and showed it it would look pretty but it mm, would be reference. complete nonsense yeah right, right? like it, it doesn't actually help comprehension and that's in my mind what the visuals should be doing is enhancing comprehension so what do I do if I don't have like source footage that helps that? Well, I have to lean on my animator for that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, Fred, uh, these two have spent plenty of time. Oh, uh, actually, you know what? Uh, Ashley, mm -hmm. I think you were about to say something, weren't you? It's, it's fine. Go ahead. No, please. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, I know these two have spent plenty of time the last couple of minutes sucking your dick, and I'm not going to be the one to, <laughs> to stop that. So, uh, first of all, the new intro, the new logo for the stream or for the for the channel, very slick. 
Uh, I did notice that, that, that you, you know, usually you just had the fade in at the very beginning. The new logo is great. Uh, but I think the, the thing that has the most staying power about this video uh, has been how much it has not, e even for people who weren't in, directly involved with all the events that are portrayed, I think this gives people who have maybe have been on the fringes or been on the outskirts who have been, you know, on the, the, the liminal spaces within the community, but not right at the forefront of things. It does create a, a pretty dramatic sense of of community in that there's hmm. you you can see the bigger picture, right? You can see it's like pulling back and seeing that there's a lot of moving parts around you, even if you're not aware of all of them at the same time, right? You can you can begin to see how the the story it's, itself has taken shape over time. Well, when I we mentioned that we watched the stream um, the day that you released, uh, some some friends of mine and I. And there were a couple yeah. guys there from CCP too, who, sorry, from Crowd Control Productions were there as well. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate that you you kept saying that over and over again, and we'll talk I about that in a minute. I, I they, was surprised that people didn't know the origin of CCP Games. Nobody yeah, did. I, and that's, I mentioned, I say that as a joke sometimes on the other stream that I do where we actually play the game. And I'll say, you know, we a skin courtesy of Crowd Control Productions, and nobody, they're like, what? what who gave this to you? What was that a corporation? That, no, no, God, that's yeah. why like they're the natural enemy to Riot Games. They just can't get along. <laughs> right. I just, so that actually segues really well into my next question. Yeah. So you actually had a lot of, you know, you were very factual about warts and all CCP and some of the issues they had. You know, and, and I, I was surprised by that. I thought maybe that would be something you skipped over or glossed over a little bit, but you you were very fair. And, and open about that. What has been their reaction to the video uh, and, and how have they received it? So uh, my two contacts at CCP that helped me, you know, chat with everyone I needed, they're the, per they're the people that hooked me up uh, with Hilmar and got me an interview with him very early on in the production. Um, oh my God, some of the quotes I got from him were amazing. Yeah, but, I'd say I appreciate uh, the fact that you used the really, really old picture of yeah. him. Before he, oh he yeah. So, oh, oh, okay, so- Hilmar. The, the reason the reason I continued to use the old image was because uh, if I started using new images of him, he looks so different in later years and people would be like, wait, who is that again? Is that the same but if, I'm, if I keep right, using yeah. the same photo, it's like, OK, this is a character, right? He is a mm -hmm. character in this story. Um, but actually, um, my, my two contacts at CCP were Convict and uh, and Swift. Hell right? yeah. There you go. And Our boys. What, what lovely. Oh, two lovely people. They're so cool. And oh yeah, they're incredible. I actually, um, those are the two people with whom I sat down and went over the entire script. I, I'm sure some journalist is going to yell at me for for allowing um, one of the subjects to see the script, but this is one of those cases where I need people to be looking at the script to check for really egregious factual errors. And they they did spot some. I'm really glad that they did. Um, but as I was reading through it, they, I really got the sensation that like, the number one concern, not just for them, but for everyone that I talked with was making this video as good and as accurate as it could possibly be. And I think that um, I think that even they recognized that 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 was more important, right? Like chronicling this game as it is and as it was um, is perhaps more important than painting a rosy picture of it. And I also mm -hmm. um I made it very clear to them from the outset, like, I want your help. I appreciate everything you're doing for me. But at the end of the day, this is my video. And I am going to tell the Bingo. story that I find. Oh, yeah. And and I think 
maybe that contributed as well um, to the openness and willing to like accept this. CCP is also a company that's pretty good at taking it on the chin. Um, something that Convict said multiple times was um, when I bring up that Pearl, Pearl Abyss brought CCP and that created some consternation in the community, some concern. Um, something that Convict was very clear about was um, all the mistakes that CCP have made have been uh, CCP doing it, that there haven't been any mandates coming down from Pearl Abyss. Uh, and that CCP, and I quote, is per perfectly capable of sitting on their own balls. <laughs> Fact. No, I mean, and that's and that's something that I have to say. I will give them credit for this because, you know, we the Meta Show, we've been on the air since 2015. We have been some of the biggest cheerleaders for this game, and we have been some of the biggest critics of the company and the game over the years. And we're yeah. still part of the partner program. They still come on the show. We still have plenty of good relationships with those guys. So they are pretty good about right. accepting when they make mistakes. And, and I think that yeah. that's, that's the sign of, of a mature company. They're not out there like demanding that everything that they participate in or, or talk to or anybody they work with is only going to provide them with, you know, the smoke to blow up people's asses. And that's not how that's not how they have been with us. And that, that certainly doesn't look like no. how they were with you. And that's good because no, not at all. That's part of the story. Like, it is. You can't it absolutely tell the is. story without the, the mistakes and things that have happened. So, yes. Um, one sensation, one thing I didn't want to put it in the video because it would feel like editorialization. And um, while I did do some analysis to try to pull things together, um, I didn't want to put this in the video. But with everyone I've talked with, every single person who I have interviewed, including people at the company who have like made some very unpopular decisions, I have never gotten the sensation that anyone I've talked to has had anything other than the best interest of the game at heart. When someone makes a decision that like is very unpopular or is perhaps bad for the game, it is not made out of malice and it's not made from a desire to cheat people out of money. They're not looking to burn the game to the ground. Everyone involved wants the game to flourish. It's just there's disagreement about how to go about that. And sometimes people can end up misguided, going down wrong lanes. Everyone gets uh, heated about that. But at the end of the day, everyone's on the same side. Mm. It's just how do they go about it? And I think that that's one of the most beautiful things to me that really unfurled itself as I was researching this video and talking about it. Um, this clarity of purpose to make this game the best that it can be and keep it healthy in the long term. Fred, I, I, I've got a, I've got go ahead, a Asher. sort of a Please. tough question. Someone, someone in the comments has asked this, and this has actually been brought up by other I was going to get, I was going to do that too. Go, go, yeah. you go ahead. Okay. So Screaming <laughs> PC says, did the non-Imperium alliances get, not give you their side or does the Imperium just have more to tell? And I've heard this said several times and my answer is, is much more sarcastic. I just said, be more interesting, but I'd like <laughs> to hear you know, what, when you put this story together, how did you focus on, on things? And, and was that a concern? Was this something you thought about? Oh, I knew that I was going to get some criticism for um, having the Imperium be such uh, a massive character, right? Because yeah. in a video like this, I think about different entities as characters and these characters undergo changes and they undergo um, like development. They do things right like that because let's get one thing straight at its core down the rabbit hole always is story time. 
I am sitting you down across the fire and I am spinning a yarn. Um, it is a yarn that is based in fact, and I try to keep it as factual as possible, but that's the reason why, why down the rabbit hole is engaging to so many people as it is. It's because I approach it as a story and quite frankly, uh, I can't have too many characters. Are you all familiar with the Gortman and Bleemer problem? No. It is a fairly recent journalistic thing. The Onion made a very sarcastic article that they deleted for some reason, which was covering the um, the, the impeachment of Trump. And uh, they they made an article that was like, oh, yeah, Gortman is going to testify against Bleemer and Bleemer is going to blow it wide open. And, and then like they just have 50 different names in the same article and it's completely confusing and everything is important. And nobody knows what that nobody reading it knows what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. Eve online um, empires of Eve. Wonderful book, but it suffers from this problem really badly where there are so many players and I have a very limited amount of time to talk about it because I'm not even just talking about Nullsec, right? Like th this is a story about the game as a whole. And if I have too many players, people get confused and they start to tune out um, and it's not going to be engaging and nobody wins. So at the end of the day, it was a matter of like, where's the most material? That's part of it. Um, but also uh, the Imperium is venerable. It goes all the way back to the first years of the game, and they also are at the center of a ton of the major events in the game, making them the core, like making the Imperium the core of it, just from a storytelling standpoint, made the most sense. Because if I start introducing all of these other individual smaller alliances and the, the effects that they had, it just gets confusing. It got confusing for me. Right. Like I, well, like I, I, that I don't understand, like to be bluntly honest, mm. you're coming in as a complete outsider mm. looking at 20 years of this game. And it's, it's to the, like Mark and Asher and I have been playing for a long time. I've probably been playing as long Asher and I probably been playing the longest. I still get confused with stuff that's going yeah. on. I'm still trying <laughs> to figure out who is who and what's what someone from the outside coming in and trying to figure things out is like, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, it's an Apple IIGS, by the way, guys. Uh, it's absolutely crazy that you would be able to at least even to do that and then to come up with what, frankly, was one of the most coherent, like, narratives through the entire history of the game that gets from the beginning all the way to, to like, today. I mean, it was it was, it was was just flabbergasting to me. And I, and I have to say, I, I you should be very proud of this effort, regardless of Thank the you. numbers that it gets, just because what you did... To distill, it's 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 the same. I feel the same when I talk to Andrew Grown. It's the same way. Like outsiders coming in to Eve, not only you have to learn all the players, you have to learn the game mechanics, you have to learn about the company, you have to learn the history of the stuff that's happened that we all talk about that we know like the back of our hands, and not and on before you even get there, you got to learn this whole new language because mm -hmm. we don't talk like normal human beings. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I, I was able to identify two different kinds of jar jargon. <laughs> there are different tiers of jargon in Eve. It's the worst. That? And <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it's just the worst. So so the fact that you were to get through the entire thing and I mean, and I'll be honest, and, and, and this is me editorializing and maybe tooting our own horn a little bit. But <laughs> one of the biggest complaints that I've always had about our foes in the uh, loyal opposition 
whether it's Pandemic Horde or Pandemic Legion or North Northern Coalition Dot or any of those other groups, mm-hmm. is they don't like playing the propaganda game. They've never liked playing the propaganda game. But it's such a huge part of Eve. And if 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 history is written written by the winners, that might be true in real life. But history is written by us in this game because we're the only ones writing it. And if they don't do any, if they don't have their own shows, if they don't have their own websites, if they're not telling their own people stories and things like that, then what is going to be seen? What's going to be out there? What's going to be available? It's going to be the stuff yeah. that we do. And then, yeah, then you're going to be sitting back and being upset because you guys didn't get in the video as much as other people do. So right. that's my I, take on that. I think that the truism that history is written by the victors is not accurate. Um, because I, I think there are plenty of places where like the history of the losers is more well known or is like or, or is celebrated. Um, like the American Civil War, for example. Just right. Just yeah. <laughs> Not that we want to get into but, too much politics around here. No, no, no. I, <laughs> but I, I, I do think that um, hit, like Eve Online is fascinating in that the history of Eve is different from history in real life. And this comes up in, in the video itself, but no faction truly dies. Nobody can be killed permanently. The only way that someone like leaves the ecosystem is if they like decide to leave, like killing someone is never permanent. It's why you have alliances be completely destroyed and then just came back. Right. Like that, they just 100%. come like it happens constantly. Like what? How many? It happened to the Imperium. It happened to test. It's happened to like innumerable alliances over the course of of Eve's history. And so to just say that history is written by the victors and Eve online just doesn't feel accurate. Okay, SMA is dead, but... Here's the thing. Yes, SMA is dead. Yes, CO2 is dead. Yes, a lot of these groups are dead. Why are they dead? Because the people that ran them left people the moved. game. It wasn't because right. we did anything. They just decided they want to play anymore. Right. So the name that's... is dead, but the people are still there, and their influence right. and the way that they like to do things is still there. So mm. oftentimes, like, you have this sort of... Um, the, these cultures are not so, um, how do I put it? Uh, they're not so homogenous. Like, because when an alliance falls apart, everyone from that alliance goes into different corporations, different alliances, and they bring their input and their experience with them. And so they begin to influence the places that they go. And so in that way, no alliance truly dies that alliance lives on in other alliances fred i got a question for you uh yeah. i actually have two the first one's very small the first one is uh i i you know i'm a bit of a writer myself uh how long was the final script in uh words? it's a little over fifty thousand words insane you know that's like a novella, right? That's, that's a book. It is, that's it is a book. technically yeah. it is technically longer than a novella. Novella, yeah. I think, maximum is forty thousand words. Yeah, it's that's nuts. Uh, I, and answers a, a bunch of questions. The second one is the <laughs> uh, one of the things that, that people have asked a lot recently has been um, because you know uh, I w- was made aware of this just moments ago that I did not know before that, uh, which was that. 
um, you know, Andrew Groen never played Eve. And the question was that has come up is before you did this and even afterwards, had you ever actually played the game in other than just maybe, you know, logging in, creating a character, logging off, like I'm sure plenty of people do. Um, I did that a no, long, long time ago, uh, mm. but I, I did. I, I had not played Eve properly uh, before doing this video. Um, but I recognized pretty early on that I was not going to be able to do this video justice if I didn't become a player and get a feel for it because mm. I didn't just want to capture the facts. Like I'm, I'm not putting together a, an after action report for the government. Sure. I am making a video that, and I want to tell the story. And so I, I did decide to play. I played for between six and nine months. Um, I I was in for a very briefly a high sec a new high sec mining corp. Left that pretty quick and joined up on Eve University and mm. uh, hopped into their wormhole campus. I was a wormholer for the vast majority of time I played. Uh, uh, Make a mark happy. Next very important question. <laughs> Bob. Uh, what did your uh, CSM belt look like last year? Very important. Uh, <laughs> oh, inquiring minds, specifically oh, mine, would like to know. My CSM belt? Yeah, your CSM ballot. Who oh, my ballot. I I, I I did not. I I, oh, I, I, I stayed out. I oh, abstained. There you go. I abstained. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll have to get past sorry, this. It's okay. <laughs> well, I, I I know I the reason I that that came up specifically was I did know mm. that there were some rumblings that you had been involved with some wormhole groups. I know you threw a shout out to my boys in the voidlings. Voidlings, yeah. Uh, and I yeah. oh my god, I I totally just did not shout out Moose, and I should have shouted out Moose, and I feel like an absolute dickhead for not. Moose Chief is a, an absolute. Uh, he's a, he's a figment, or not a figment. He's a he's a fixture, fixture. He's a in fixture, our community. Yeah. Thank you, a fixture, yeah. not a, yes. a, a figment no, he, as he well. is. I, I felt so no, bad. I got to chat with him, and and like I I absolutely should uh, have mentioned him in the special thanks, and I did not. I, I knew I was going to miss someone. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm thankful that it was only one, but I also feel bad that it was Moose. <laughs> Right on. Well, I, I know that all, I, I mean, all of our guys, we, I think we went into it knowing that, you know, some of the, the bigger wormhole stories were probably going to get put by the wayside just because of how much the quantity of stuff that had to go into it. That's but the, getting, that was the hard part. Yeah. But, but I wanted to, but which is, which is, the thing though, is I, I don't think anybody was expecting uh, because when you're talking about the grand scale of things, right. You're talking, right. when you're speaking to a more general audience, when you start to talk about the nitty gritty politics of individual smaller sects, that's a difficult thing to do, I think, because if you were to talk about the eviction of rage, right, when when Hard Knocks was evicted by TD Sin, you need to talk about the by who? Uh, oh <laughs> no, sorry, not by TD Sin, not by TD Sin, by the initiative. I'm sorry. Thank you. Which I, Brave, I'm not sure you would know, or Brisk, I'm not sure you would know anything about the initiative of course because that's no that's not, no i was i was not your alliance anymore five years i, you know, yeah. I don't know anything about i was only there when rage died uh-huh i was only but there. i was there all of all of those things that happened they all kind of happen in their own you know it, they're like side stories right they are they're the the tv series that accompanies the 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 movie trilogy right so right getting this, any kind of but exposure here, but though, here's this was, this is this is a, a good I mean, this is something that I want to find out because this is the the real issue. Fred, you had so much material. Mm. How did you decide what to keep in and what to take out? Like you could, I mean, each of the each hour of the show, you could have done another five hours and still had material left over. How did you make? How did you decide what you wanted to keep and what you left? 
Oh yeah, no. Um, the, the script, the really difficult part of writing the script was well, there were a couple of difficult parts. One of them was like literally every half sentence, I was going back to my sources and making sure I was getting everything right, and that made the script writing laborious. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, but overall, right? Like the, the other really big problem is exactly what you're talking about. How do I choose what to omit? Um, and the way that I decided this was after I did all of my research, I had to pick out which narrative threads I wanted to follow. Now, most down the rabbit hole videos have one or two narrative threads. This one, I think th- there were at least 11 narrative threads that were weaving in. And one of the problems about Eve is that it's it is an irreducible complexity. Like you were saying, you talk about evictions and who evicted who, well, why did they do that? Well, this other, like this other group was like really nasty of them. Well, why? And and then you, you end up, you end up going back to the big bang. Um, it's, it it, it, it gets ridiculous. So the, the way that I did this was I chose, um, I chose a limited number of narrative threads that I decided I was going to talk about. And I figured out which parts of the game were necessary to understand those threads the way i chose those threads uh varied from uh what i felt was important to under to really get what eve is and feel it right like i wanted people to come away feeling eve not just knowing it um so a lot of the threads were chosen that way some of them were chosen just because i thought they were interesting and i thought that um that they would be fun to talk about or i thought that they were good right um I, in no way uh, do I believe that Katya Say's story is more important than Vile Rat's story. Um, at, at that point, well, Vile Rat, I, you know, I had to be careful because YouTube is quite touchy about talking about political things and mm-hmm. where did Vile Rat die? Um, but just a bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but some of it really was just, I want to talk about this because I think it's cool. And I think that it would be a great fun addition to the video and it would provide texture. Um, well, after I had chosen those narrative threads, I sort of laid out how I was going to tell them who the characters were in each of these threads. And then I also picked out where um, where these threads intersected. Sometimes I would choose a thread because there was another thread that very uh, sharply intersected with it. Um, like, and so that's that's sort of how I, I started uh, with the core. The core thread of the entire video is the history of the company, because there is no game without the company and the company the, the maneuverings of the company and the decisions they make have direct consequences on the game in a way that is not true, I think, for most other games of this kind. Um, and then as soon as I have that main thread, I can start uh, I can start adding other threads into it. So now, for you. throughout and, this whole, or go ahead, Ashley. Do you want to ask a question since you haven't? Yeah, said yeah, yeah. Um, we've had, we've had the the reaction of e players, and it has been, um, you know, overwhelmingly positive. And mm. as we know, only seven hundred thousand people. I mean, one point three million people have watched the video. Most of them are not Eve players. Mm. What has been their reaction that you've been able to gather so far? How have they received it? Have they understood it? You know, what has been the reaction of the non Eve player? That you've been able to see and watch extremely positive overall um i i made this video whenever i make my videos i am constantly 
thinking about the rhetorical situation um not only who is going to be watching but watching it but how they are going to watch it um mm -hmm. i have to consider that some people are going to watch it on their pc some people are going to have it on their second monitor while they're doing art some people are going to have it on a different tab and they're just going to listen to it maybe they tab in every so often or maybe they don't maybe they're listening to it while they're running maybe they put it on their tv i i will never forget the um the the twitter reply that i got first was someone saying that they love putting my videos on on their phone putting their phone upside down and making breakfast right like my videos have to work in all of those situations mm -hmm. um and so i'm pretty comfortable with writing videos that are going to work in all of those situations and so at this point, it was just a matter of craft. And that's a fun challenge. That is that to me is a fun challenge uh, of, for writing. And so, so when you it, do it this, do you write the script first and then do the after or, or do you write things based on what you have visually available? How did how, what was the, the process there? I am a fool. And I wrote the script not thinking too hard about the visuals, most of it anyway. And uh, who baby that made things tricky. <laughs> I bet. I bet. But uh but but I, I think my my videos already are pretty dry. Uh and so having having text on screen for a long time does not is uh is not as bothersome for for my viewers, I think, as a lot of other people, partially because it's really fun to keep like to highlight things and keep other parts of uh of the quoted material in there so if someone wants to pause and read all of it they can right they, it's almost like an easter egg at that mm -hmm. point they can they can read it and get to know more um but boy howdy i uh i am never going to make things so hard on myself again <laughs> okay i've got a i've got a lighthearted question okay okay uh you would read quotes from various people and, and generally uh assume a neutral sort of tone of voice but you seem to have a particular, know, you know where know I'm going, going, right? You seem to have a particular going. relish when you read quotes from the Batani. Yeah. Has anyone noticed this? I guess... <laughs> yeah. No, listen, listen, I, in his defense, I had not mm. ever heard the, the, viceroy announcement until oh, the video yeah. i had never read the text of it i didn't i i knew adjacently what it was mm. but I, I i had not read the text i don't know how you read that with a straight not to not to discredit the the hard work of the good people of goons <laughs> i'm sure there was a lot of effort that went into that i don't know how you read it with a straight face it's just so unironic in watching that video watching that video was like looking back at your edgy teenage years, except <laughs> yeah. you were, yes. except like except your hormones are actually the batani making you do things you don't really want to do. <laughs> it's the devil on your shoulder going, "Yes, do it." Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, no, I I got the strong feeling. Um, part of the fun of reading that was knowing that you guys were going to be watching it and being like, <laughs> "Oh God." Yeah. <laughs> No, so, I mean, I mean, I, I, I definitely uh, will occasionally chuckle, but you know, you, you get in front of the microphone and you get in the headspace and it's okay. Also, I, it, it is very fun to uh, put on the mantle of like the pompous villain and just really ham it up. And especially when, when there is, when there are no visuals, you really get to go to town uh, and, and have fun with it. And so I just let loose.
Yeah. The uh, if you if you if you viewers have not done so yet, you need to go back and watch the Per Cat Cafe video that he has. <laughs> uh, if you want to if you want to see a premier villain voice, there is there is perhaps none better than listening to this this dude uh, read <laughs> this woman uh, uh, speaking as if she is a cat in that video. Exceptional, just so so good. Uh, I I I have to ask because you know when people think about YouTubers, they imagine they just do this 24 hours a day. And this is the only thing they do. Um, right. How did you get into this? I mean, this is, I, I assume this has been a lucrative career turn. I can't imagine that, that this has been, um, you know, you're, you're just walking in with Trump change from these things, but did you, did you have it in, in your mind that you wanted to do this kind of thing? Has this been something that you were able to step away from a career to, to work on or, or how's it worked out for you? Well, the way that I ended up getting into it was kind of on accident. Um, before I was a YouTuber, before I was a streamer, um, I was a competitive gaming caster. Mm -hmm. I For a while, I did League of Legends before the LCS. I actually quit right around the time the LCS was instituted, right right when they started. Wait, that are up. you serious? You might have casted some of my games. I was on a pro team back then. I was going to say, team? is that how you know Hold on, Asher, hold on. Which Asher's team? I, I did. Um, well, I'll, I'll I, talk I, I did. About it. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Well, now, no, no. Fuck that. I want to know now. Um, <laughs> no, no. no um, I, I did casting for the. Yeah, uh, I also want to know ASL. I did casting for the GESL for like the Gopher Lols, and um, I did. I, a I was in Gopher Lols. Holy, you might have oh casted my some. Of my oh games. my god! Which what team? What team? In case you recognize <laughs> they, the name. No, I'm not telling. No, you. no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> tell on. me later. Tell me. <laughs> that, that that's amazing. I might have casted some of his games. Oh, incredible. Oh no, I, 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 yeah, I competed in like. I competed in a bunch of Gopher Laws. I got my Triumphant Rise skin, you know, because my team won them. Yeah, we yeah, qualified. yeah. We qualified for the LCS play-in tournament. The top 32 teams in North America could had a tournament to play in for the LCS. But our AD carry was 15 years old. No. So we, we got disqualified and we couldn't we couldn't play in the tournament. Oh, but yeah, oh. we were like number 24 in NA at that time. We, oh, we like, played against CLG and all them like back then. That right. is so weird. What a weird thing. Oh, that's that's so weird. No, I I did. Um, I, I was kind of on the cusp of being able to go like pro with casting, but mm -hmm. um, they they instituted the LCS. They put a line in the sand. I was just shy of the line. Mm -hmm. End up moving on to Guns of Icarus for a while. Actually, funny enough, mm -hmm. I get embedded in that game, and then um, I got into Gigantic. Got flown out to a few events. Was poised to like be one of the main casters. That game died. Yeah. Um, and but actually before that studio died, they asked if I would be interested in applying for a community management position. And I was like, huh, well, I like I need to put together a CV. It's been years since I made a video, so I'll make a couple of video samples. Um, I made some samples of my casting, but then I was also like, hmm, you know, if, if I'm going to really showcase my abilities, maybe I should like make a documentary like that. Like I, I could do that. What what should I do it on? Well, what about digital homicide studios i've been kind of amused by like steam shovelware recently like steam green light garbage um so i i threw that video together in three days and um posted it to the jim sterling subreddit because mm -hmm. uh, jim sterling was a, a big part of it and uh jim sterling ended up retweeting the video as well um it, it got traction i'm like oh oh people like this mm -hmm. oh people want more of this yeah so, all right there you go yeah done um so, i was at the time it. at the time i was unemployed uh -huh. um I, I was living with my parents and basically I, I after a few months of doing this i sat down with them and said hey i i've been looking for a job while doing this mm -hmm. but right but 
if you guys will let me stay here a little longer, I think I can make this work. And they were like, they looked at the numbers, they looked at me and they were like, sure. Okay. Hell yeah. I mean, they would have let me stay there for, for like longer, sure. but I, I wanted right. to be like, hey, can, will you give me the chance to pursue this like really hard? And get, after a couple of years, I, I was making a living on it. One of the That's things great. that that gets brought up a lot whenever people talk about creative endeavors, and I, I can speak, I something that is probably not super well known. I, I, I've written for the you're suspended uh, for being late. By the way, keep going, Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I've written for the SCP Foundation uh, wiki for a long time. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have written there for a long, long time, and one of the biggest Mark things is people... a nerd is what he's trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen. We don't we don't need to talk about my my dark dark secrets, my dark desires. Uh, one of the things that gets brought up a lot when people talk about creative endeavors and trying to make a, maybe not make a living, but make a, a, a life doing creative things is how hard it is to deal with burnout. Um, during the, you mentioned how hard it was over the last couple of years to deal with that on top of this huge new thing that you were working on. Yeah. Did, this, did, were there any moments throughout that process where you felt like, you know, I don't know if this is something that I, is sustainable because I seriously, there was, I mean, I, I've gone through periods now over the last couple of years where, mm. um, you know, I, I got locked in a, you know, months at a time where I wasn't able to produce anything at all. Yeah. And it, that's a tough thing to deal with when you're also, you know, if, even, even if it's not your livelihood, it, it could be your, you know, something that you, you know, people are, are expecting from you, yeah. you have an audience, the whole thing. And that's a tough thing to deal with. Were, were there any moments like that throughout the last couple of years where you, where you weren't quite sure? Um, like if if I if if I wasn't sure that I could continue doing it, yeah, just if you weren't sure if this well, was something that you you thought you would be able to do forever, you know what I mean? Oh, never, no, never. I I, I never once doubted that I wanted to keep doing it. Right, like that. I mean, first of all, like after starting this video, I realized that the only way out was through. Yeah. Um, like I I made that resolution, but i never once questioned that i still wanted to keep doing this because as brutal as this has been it is very difficult to explain burnout to someone who isn't a creative um i I think that people who aren't creatives see you know oh you're just sitting at the computer and you're just writing why don't you just write more right like Mm -hmm. and i get it because i i've done tons of physical labor right like i i've I've helped repair houses um i i've i've just done i've done a lot of like like building work Mm -hmm. and i get the impulse to be like i just push harder right like what like like i'm doing a job why don't you just push harder and it's hard to communicate uh, anything i don't know how to do must be easy kind of right yeah it's a little it's a little bit like that the problem with creative work is that when you burn out it's so you have to be creative you have to engage your mind but if you cannot engage your mind and focus then you cannot create mm-hmm. right like it's not as simple as like it's not churning butter it's um it is something that has to be considered at every step um so i like w- when i was burnt out i knew that i wanted to keep doing this and i knew that the way i had been working for a long time was unhealthy um, but never once did I consider not continuing like this will, let's get one thing straight. I am, I am doing a lot of things now. I'm doing music. I'm, uh, streaming, which has been really fun, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving streaming. Um, I like, I'm, I'm with, welcome a, to the crew. Uh, 
you can see. So yeah, it's good to have uh, another Twitch I, streamer out here. Yeah, I, I was I was streaming before uh, before I was a YouTuber, but I quit for YouTube, and then like I came back when I realized that I could get a VTubing rig, and I, that meant I didn't have to shave every day. Um, <laughs> or you just grow that's a beard. That's what I did. That's a, I I can't grow a full beard. It's genetic. You're not I can't. missing out on much. There you go. I, I want to grow a goatee, but like it would just look sad. Um, but... We understand. <laughs> no goatee no, no is so better than a sad goatee. You've made the right <laughs> choice. Like that's for sure. Uh huh. No, I I love what I do. Like getting the opportunity to tell the story of Eve Online is a chance of a lifetime, <laughs> and to have the goodwill and the social capital to approach the company making the game and say, "Hey." I'd love some help getting connections. I'm going to shit on you guys a little bit. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 more than a little mm-hmm. bit. But like, but I, but I want to talk about your game and to approach players who have been burned over and over again with terrible fucking articles about, about their game, right? Like, I am in such a rare position, right? Like, how beautiful is it that I could come to that I could come to you, Asher, right, and, and talk with you and interview you um, and be confident that, like, everyone I'm talking with wants the best out of this. I, like, even if I'm burnt out, even if I'm struggling, it is such an incredible thing, and it is so rare. And there is, like, even if I'm burnt out, you know what I do? I fix my work habits. That's what I'm going to do. I had really bad work habits for the past seven years. My work habits have been terrible and I'm going to fix them because I don't want to stop. Hell yeah. So I love yeah, this. I love this. That's pretty and Fred, cool. I got to say, uh, listen, just on behalf, and I'm not going to, I can't speak for every player because most of them, you know, at least a good, but he'll try. I hate my guts. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm going to say is thank you. This has been, at least as far as I can tell, this has been probably some of the best earned media that this game has ever gotten. It has absolutely been one of the highlights, I think, of this week. For me, it's been a highlight. I think a lot of people were Um, looking forward to this. When we found out it was finally coming out and you were uploading it, I can't even imagine how long that fucking upload was, by the way. (laughs) It It took a little while. Yeah, I bet. Like like the like the like you can tell. I mean how big was that file? Uh, At least Hold on, let me look. Let me look. Gigs, it right? was it. 22 gigabytes. Jesus oh, Christ. That's a little smaller go. than I thought, that's actually. That's, that's yeah. actually smaller than I was expecting. Well, it, it, it's yeah. because a lot of the a visuals of are static. so simple and the compression yeah. was really, it, it, the compression could bring it down quite a bit. Whew. Still, it has right. been, it has been, in a, we, we talked about this very briefly before the show. It has been an event. And I think that is the thing that has, you know, aside from everything else that goes on in the game on a day-to-day basis, having something where all of us can just kind of enjoy something for a moment has been extremely cool. So, yeah, I I, I can't speak for everybody. And unlike Brisk, I will not try. But uh, we appreciate this. This has been an incredible effort. Well, and thank I, the you numbers for are showing it. Like you, we look around and, you know, the, we're, we're over 30,000 players today or like logged in concurrently. Yeah, I don't we think hit that's 33 all earlier. we're doing in the game right now. Yeah. Like it's it's been legit and I think between that and everything else that you guys have done it's amazing. So thank, thank you for thank this you. and I think I think a lot of people at least I, I you know I, a lot of people are going to look back and see this and as you said it this is going to be an evergreen thing. It's going to last for a long time because it's the history of the game and we're still making history. And I appreciate the fact that we have been 
Uh, I mean, like, like Meta Show, we, I've been co-hosting the show for what? We're starting our fifth year, Mark and I. are Long time. Mark's only yeah. been on for a year. It's his first year. I've been doing it for five. The show's been on for almost 10. And we're doing week-to-week-to-week news, just trying to find stuff to talk about and know what's going on. You did 20 years worth of that in, in two <laughs> years. That's that's crazy. And it's just uh, it's it's a monumental undertaking. And I can't stress enough for those of you who don't do this type of thing, how big a deal it was and how much work went into it. And I think we're going to be the ones receiving the dividends, not only well, Fred, but also all of us who play this game are going to be getting the dividends from it from a long time because I think I, it's going to drive a lot of new people to try this game. I, I really hope so. So typically when i when i talk about a topic on my channel my goal is to not um my goal is to have as little impact as possible and usually like you know vast majority of the time that has been the case mm. um this is a an exception this this is a very distinct exception i hope that this gets, gets people excited about eve i hope that e like i didn't want to wait until like eve died to make a video on eve because it is such a beautiful game and i want to expose people to it so that they have the chance to experience it um and and also potentially like help make the game bigger and better because it, i i do believe it is a beautiful thing i'm very biased in favor of the game um <laughs> hell yeah dude i um, yeah, and dude. I, I wanted i want to have an impact i want to allow people not only do i want to bring new people in but one thing that really stood out to me was the way that people i'll try not to go too over time um one thing that stood out to me is i, I would interview people and i would share some of what i'd learned and every time like almost every time i talked to someone they'd be like i didn't know that like i was teaching veterans about their right. own game and that I had no idea they turned the internet off in Iceland. Yeah, in, that, uh, in yeah, 2000, like for at yeah, night, like that Hilmar, blew my like, mind. I couldn't. Hilmar told me that. Like Hilmar told me that was yeah. one of the hurdles they they hit when they were trying to to make the game. Um, nice. Like when they were working late, they like it would get shut off. Um, That's but insane. I not only do I want to bring new people in, I want to help people be able to appreciate the game that they are playing. Because like people get so stuck in their niche and it's hard to look outside of it. And I hope that people like people know that they're playing this really amazing game with a wide world, but they don't know the whole world. I hope that I can help people playing understand what they are playing a little better. And I I am not as soon as I started making enough money to live off of, I stopped worrying about it. Right. Like I'll, I'll make videos on topics. I'm not worried about the views. Right. I made the hurdy gurdy video. I know that's going to be a smaller video. I like that video. It was yeah, I, I really like that one, too. Yeah. Thank you. I, Sorry, I, I love I love playing it. Right. Like that. That was just a I like the hurdy gurdy. Now you're going to listen mm. to me talk about it for half an hour, bitch. Um, like oh, yeah. I, I get to do what I want now. Right. Like I get to talk about the things I want and I get to make the things I want. And this was a case where I had no idea what the audience for this video was going to be. I thought it was going to be middling. I thought it was going to be on the lower end of the spectrum. But it was something that I felt was worth talking about. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity. And I want to thank all of you, everyone listening, um, the entire Eve community for giving me a chance. So we appreciate you. It. Yeah. We, we we really do appreciate it you now have the ability like you said you're going this video will probably you know help eve grow and you have the ability so. to direct you know people to games that you're interested in 
So I am looking forward to your next video on Hello Kitty Island Adventure. That is, oh, yeah. that's something yes. we're, we're all looking forward to. Yeah. The there speed running go. community really deserves more attention. Right. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I have promised you this is a two-hour meta show. It will be a two-hour meta show. We're going to wrap up here with our boy Fred Knudsen from Down the Rabbit Hole. Created a great video. Please check it out when the stream is over, by the way. And what we have for you coming up now is we're going to be joined by Jinx to care of Brave and Starfleet Commander, if he can make it, from Volta to talk about the huge Eve news that is coming down this afternoon. Somebody else link it in the chat, because the last time I tried to link a video, I linked the stamp stream thing. So we're going to get out of here. Fred, thank you for joining us. We could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, and hopefully we can have you back someday. We'll talk some more. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I mean, I am, I am amenable to the idea. Hell yeah, I love Fred. it. We'll get you back. Thanks, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure. Stick around. We're going to have you on as well. Mark and I will be back in a moment. I'm going to go get the screens ready. We're going to we're going to get stuff going. So enjoy the lovely pre-roll for a moment. And we shall see you guys in about two or three minutes with the rest of the Meta Show.
Well, it's not stretched. The the logo itself is nice. Just on an on an ovular white uh, background. Okay. See. Is Ladies SFC and gentlemen, we are live again. Welcome. Oh, back. are we live? Here, we are live Please. now. I'm still <laughs> working on some of the uh, stuff because it's hard to do everything when we are not live. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined today, right now, by Jinx to Care, the Alliance Executor of Brave Newbies, Asher Elias, obviously the Alliance Executor of the Goonsport Federation. We have some very big news. Let me get, where is, let me get rid of these uh, videos. We can get our lovely Jinx on the screen. There we go. We were, sort of. we were supposed to have Starfleet Commander. Unfortunately, he can't make it. He is in the middle of doing move ops. So we've got our boy here move from. Why is, he, uh, why, is, why is he moving, Brisk? I don't know. We're going to talk about that now. Asher and Jinx, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to you. Big announcements today, major announcements in EVE Online that we have seen, uh, bigger announcements we've seen in a long time. What is happening right now? So the big announcement is obviously Jinx and I are going to be doing hot tub streams together. Uh, oh, that's so going to be that's going to be what we work on. But I love uh, it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's uh, you know, we talked about it before. We both announced it, but uh, uh, Brave Newbies, um, most of B two, pretty much all of B two, uh, Severance, uh, Fanatic Legion, uh, Scumlords, all joining the Imperium. So this has been something that's been in the works for a while. We've been you know hammering it out, but um, you know, I think Jinx can talk about sort of the reasoning behind and and what led here. Yeah, uh, so. Brave has, you know, we've been on a, a journey since uh, the last time we were in Quirious. Uh, two years ago, we we took a different path from from Pappy and tried every kind of independence that we could. At um, and as 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 things escalated, and you saw things that consolidating across the game, we were kind of swimming uh, upstream. Um, and uh, Imperium has just been really good allies trying to help us maintain that independence and. Really, in the last uh, months, this is, um, you know, we were really looking around and talking to, to leadership people and talking to corps and like, were people still having fun to, did we want to hold forever in, um, in the North in a forever war uh, with, with fraternity and pan fam, which are inseparable now. So it really came down to like, are, are we still having fun and we need to make a, a, a new direction and so uh, we decided to join the Imperium. Um, and like I said, in my, my soda, I think we share a lot of the uh, same values and uh, like the, the work we did earlier in the year, uh, killing Keepstar under a jammer on uh, X-47, all of that just really um, firmed in for me that that Brave can fit into the Imperium. And then Asher and I has, have worked closely together about how this will, will work. And uh, I'm excited. Um, I think, you know, I've seen some questions out there about it would be better for the game to have um, more than than two sides. Yes, but that's also not our responsibility to do. And uh, we're here to we're here to play a game and have fun. And this is where I think Brave can have the most fun. Um, Starfleet and I were in the same. Um, we we're feeling the same about that. So so Blob was coming, and then a lot of the, uh, GTC is coming as well, as Asher said. So yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think we all agree that the game would be better. We don't want you know a bipolar game with just two people staring at each other. But you know that's what we had been fighting for, right? 
and, and you know you were attempting to you till the very end you tried to make that vision come true um and you know it was it, I'm, I'm reminded of the scene in the wire where uh the security guard is told you want it to be one way but it's the other way sometimes you just have to bow to the reality of the situation and and you know it's not as though you guys were just like uh you know hey this is the decision we made with in a vacuum right this came out of many things and, and probably obviously i'd say the most important is that you know um you've had two alliances basically squatting on your chest for the last year and a half and just forcing you to breathe and lift them up each time and, and after a while it gets to be tiring you know it gets to be tiring and especially as a new coalition you guys have not had the chance to build the command layer that other people have that that's and that's you know when you look at a, a group like imperium we have so much leadership people because we've had the time the peace the prosperity to do so uh and that's something you guys never got a chance you never got a chance to find your footing and i think the what you mentioned and then something that i have been thinking about is you know there's two ways to play this game what we did together we went up we killed four keep stars we killed them in sharp action. We killed them under their jammers. We gated our supers in. Many of us died doing so. And the feeling that we had together was an amazing feeling of accomplishment. And we, we, it was, it was a great, you know, powerful thing to do. It was a story that we told. They have slowly suffocated you guys for a year and a half. And it just so happens that B2 also has four keep stars. And those are probably going to die. Let's be honest. Those are probably going to die and they're going to die with a whimper. They're going to die in the most boring, banal way possible. They're going to die undefended. They're going to die and they will die, right? It's four to four. It on will Keep die. Destroyed. They will die. Will Which die. way do you want to kill them? Do you want to kill them with the action? with the fighting or do you want to kill them with the whimper because that is the choice that the game has right now uh, ladies and gentlemen we are joined briefly by starfleet commander i'm not going to throw his stuff on the screen he is in the chat now hey sfc how are you sir hey guys sorry i couldn't be at the beginning uh so to jump in hey, i'm going to be on for a bit and then i'll have to go and smooth some more caps and you know just want to say for you know my guys blob guys gc guys you know after the CA meeting we had uh, with with everybody in Blob and uh, the leaderships and stuff, everyone's like super excited and like you know to move to Imperium and stuff. And it's and I was want to echo as well like the sort of you know our relationship actually like the same the same viewpoint that we have, which was like made super apparent I think over the last five six months or whatever. You know what I mean? Like kind of agreeing a, a lot more a lot more on things. And we also and this is funny for everyone listening. You know, me and Ashley used to be against <laughs> each other yeah, quite... we fought against each other a lot <laughs> like, yeah quite a lot a long yeah. long time ago and um you know it's interesting how we, we end up and it's quite funny because when i first spoke to you actually like we kind of had this respect kind of like you know sort of i don't know it was quite a... if you fight against someone and well it's like arcadio soul you know he's joined now right and i remember fighting against him i hated fighting against him which is probably the biggest compliment you can give an fc right um you know, and, and the same thing is, you know, we fought, we fought hard, but there's a respect in that for sure. Good, some good, some good stuff. Uh, but so I don't want to interrupt your flow and I'll just hop in if I have something to say. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining the hot tub now. Hop in the hot tub with me. Hot tub. Water is nice. Well, if you watch the if you watch the uh, the the trailer, you know, uh, I'm just in the corner, you know, just hanging out. The, I'm hanging, just hanging out, yeah. <laughs> like, vibing, just vibing. <laughs> you were there. You were there. I was just on screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like where's Starfleet? Oh, he's just over yeah. there in the corner. <laughs> so, I mean, so from my perspective, looking looking at this from an outside perspective, and I mean, I'm outside because I'm gonna be Mister Newsman here. So this is pretty. This is pretty huge news, and you know we had done a show uh, about three or four weeks ago where we had Jinx on, and we were talking about what the status of the war in the North was going to be. And at that point, we had seen almost no motion. There had been no real fighting. I think there was one situation. I mean, the last IHUB had fell, fallen in February, and then suddenly it seemed like maybe after that show, and I'm not going to take credit for it because people think I'm a narcissist enough already. After that show, suddenly it seemed like these guys were fighting again. And then we see Headliner putting up his his propaganda post to talking about brave evacking and, and the war is over and all this other kind of nonsense. And there were, a, there were some discussions and talk about peace offerings and things like that. Jinx, what, what exactly was on the table before you guys decided to join the Imperium? What, what had you had conversations with uh, Gobbins and the other folks? I was just, like I said, um, it, it was just with uh, fraternity. So it was always just going to be a bilateral agreement. And the best, okay. uh, the, the best way we were going to get was that um, Pan Fam was not going to stage in their structures, their Chinese time zone structures close to our space. They were going to remain blue. They wanted, you know, they still needed to do all the stuff probably against Imperium and Zarzak and Venal and whatever else they're doing. So, um, you know, that's kind of a permanent coalition over there. And then they wanted, um, they had a number of clauses that we had issues with the wording um this, a lot of them were unenforceable and so i was like trying to make suggestions we had a working document it was just filled with jinx suggestions and i was even cleaning up things um none of those got looked at and um so it just wasn't really getting taken very seriously they they were getting their wins we were offering them the space that they were ta taking on the weekends that they were alarm clocking people for and they just wanted those wins they wanted the wins in their belt before they they signed anything even though they they could have had it so but, uh, on the screen i've got yeah. some stuff from that gobbins had put out earlier and he said specifically that asher that you were gaslighting members and allies saying that the terms offered by pappy were b2 never helps out the imperium and timer again and horde doesn't leave your space and is free to attack you forever please sign here also pay us money he says I'm looking at the deal that was sent to Brave. There's nothing about a payment whatsoever. It also includes a bunch of other things. So you're telling me you never had a conversation with Gobbins at all? Uh, it was all with it was all with Norris. You know, now like in that ping, they're claiming that it was a nip with everybody. It wasn't unless they've joined Winterco, which you know, uh, I don't think they did, but maybe they did. Um, I mean, I I saw the video the other day, and as far as I can tell, there's only one. Uh, I saw an Imperium logo, and I saw a Panda logo. And nothing else. So, <laughs> right. so, but, but in the document, there, there weren't uh, demands for ISK, but um, he's, he's going with the just memeing now uh, defense, but on the Saturday before the 31st. So I put a deadline of the 31st just because there was no movement. I said, we need, we're going to sign. It needs to be a finalized document that we agree on on the 31st or we don't sign. Um, 
And then on, on the Saturday, they were taking an iHub. So I guess he was feeling like memeing. And he said that he needed some reparations for boss. He said he needed two more weeks. And I was like, well, we said the 31st and things aren't getting finalized. On the 31st, he finally opened up the document. He saw that I had made some changes to the language that uh, we didn't like. And suddenly he said, no, we're not going to do that. Changed it back to the original and said, sign it. So I had already told him that I wasn't going to sign it. I told him that language was unenforceable where a single member or single spy could break it for us. So there was no way I was going to do that. Words matter. All these agreements matter. They'll probably call me a lawyer. Asher, you know, <laughs> you know how I can be. Yeah. Uh, um, but I wasn't going to go sign something that uh, was going to set B2 up for failure. I, I just, to be, to be bluntly honest, I, I just, it just blows my mind that Gobbins would rush out to ping out to his people to try to, to try to catch Asher in a lie when the reality is he had nothing to do with it. He doesn't know what the conversations were. And, and, and that, well, apparently that he thought is, he did well, I mean, right. that's the thing. Like, he thinks he does. So he has the balls to go out here and say all this stuff and basically accuse Asher of gaslighting his members when the reality was he didn't know how the whole picture. And he goes out here and starts talking shit and turns out to be completely wrong. When when have we when have we seen that before? Amazing, I right? Locations, yeah. I mean, I don't know. A lot. Right. We also have to say as well, like, before Jinx... Uh, started negotiations like i was negotiating with norris even in may and there was an original like the first uh document that i sent to to norris was in may uh, i think right jinx because we did the first one basically jinx took over because apparently i wasn't going anywhere so i thought you know what <laughs> maybe maybe it's me <laughs> like i'm so i, I can't I said, stand you sfc yeah, yeah maybe it. i just thought and i thought you know what i thought jinx take try and try and get a you know a deal but even back then they were uh like fraternity were asking for reparations like war reparations for an invasion that they started uh, genius um so obviously i said no like you know it's not gonna do that but then you know, we just kept on trying and then Jinx took a lead on trying to do the negotiations and they just stalled and like did memeing and stuff. And it's just like, well, you know, then we just made this. I think we made the final decision last week, right, Jinx, wasn't it? Like, uh, it was Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, the 31st. Wow. Was, that, was that was that this week? This feels like. Yes. <laughs> I don't it's know been a long, that. yeah. It's, it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. oh, so, all right, so we know where Brave's going. We know where Severance is going and some of these other groups. SFC, where is Volta going? What are you guys going to do? Ah, well, Volta, Volta's going to be going places. Places. <laughs> places. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think some people, I mean, I mean, people can probably figure it out, but like, I'm going to, you know, just go see what happens. I think, see what's going on. Watch the space, everyone. I mean, look. Are you, yeah. are you, are you soured on holding Sav now? Is Volta going to go back to, to being nomadic like you, like he used to be? It, to be honest, I think, you know, the, you know, bef I think people have forgotten what's what it was like when Volta wasn't tied down somewhere. So I think that's. I wasn't think it more fun? Wasn't it fun? I liked not being tied down. I'll tell you when in it when I was in it and we were not tied down to stuff. That was a good time. Not having to defend your space, being able to go third party anything you want, just living out of your stuff, not having a whole bunch of crap everywhere. That was a I lot think, of fun. <laughs> I think I I could be fun more annoying when I don't have any stuff to worry about. Um, just in general, uh, I think it's going to be amazing to have. <laughs> so I think you know, I mean, you guys coming I've been, out of wormholes again. 
if that happens. I think, so. yeah, I think we're going to, you know, it's going to be kind of going back to, you know, what the Corp uh, is about. And that's the most important thing. But that's not to say, you know, we still have people in leadership and stuff that will be helping out Blob and making sure everything's sorted there. But as for my Corp, yeah, we'll be we'll be going to doing things uh, back in, you know, I mean, just, we've been in NullSec now for two years, right? Two, yeah, Blob is two years old. So probably over two and a half years. So like, yeah, it's time. It's time to go back to doing to being a nuisance <laughs> in the in the game you know i love it i love it now i'm, I'm going to, to to bloviate here a little bit so i expect the the folks are going to start complaining about spinning and everything but from my perspective this is a huge win and i'm not frank is not here it's i'm i am brisk the other guy is not coming but i'll be bluntly honest I've been chasing down Brave to try to get you guys in the Imperium for years. I mean, literal years. Merkle Chen and I have uh, the amount of beer we drank with Dunk to try to get him. Hey, you need you guys need to come over here and hang out with us. The amount of times, the amount of, of, of effort and everything that we've been trying to get you guys to join, that, that it's finally happening to me is a huge victory for us. It's it's just, it's great. It, exactly. It is op success. So I am very pleased that you guys are coming over. I'm a Karma Fleet guy. Uh, we we were born from Brave. Having us both back under the same umbrella again, I think it feels right. I like that. This is this is this is a good thing. I'm very pleased with that. Now, who is the big loser here? And I'll tell you, I, you guys, you guys can say what you want. Maybe folks are not going to agree with me, but I'm going to tell you. I think the the biggest loser in this whole thing is Gobbins. And Horde and Panfam. Why? They had an opportunity if they had stepped in here a little bit and tried to demonstrate a little bit of leadership. They could have talked in their house. They could have talked to fraternity. They could have figured out something that would have left Brave where they were, that would allow them to keep doing the content that they wanted and would not have driven Brave and Severance and the other groups into the Imperium's hands. But they didn't do that. And the result was, instead of us having the the big four powers, as Asher said in his fireside this morning when we talk about Imperium, Panfam, Winterco, and then B2, now it's Imperium, Winterco, and Panfam. And to be bluntly honest, we know full well it's not really Winterco and Panfam. It is Fart. It is it is Pandafam or whatever else you want to call those guys. They are They might as well be a block. They are together. So now we are back into a legitimately bipolar world and the number of people and folks that are going to be close by for Gobbins and his crew to go fight is significantly altered. The North is now going to be completely empty. It's going to be nothing but renters. No one's going to give a shit about Pure Blind. No one's going to care about Declan. No one's going to care about anything up North. The gravity of the game are, is moving to the southeast. Absolutely. The gravity of the game is the southeast and and the southwest and that's what it's going to and that's what we're going to see. And the result there is going to be it's going to make it a lot harder for these big groups to fight each other because the entire rest of the game is in the middle of it. So, I think this is this is a a, a pretty significant failure on the part of the diplomatic efforts of the folks in Pandemic Horde. And whether they like it or not, they are the other big group in the game. And if they choose to just sit up in the drone regions and do nothing, then the result is this game is going to stagnate. And I'll tell you, 
This is the single biggest day for the Imperium I can remember ever. Asher, have we ever had more people join in a single day than today? Mm, I don't no. think. Not since the creation of, of the coalition. So this is huge for us. It is not going to be great for them. Now, I think Shellshock says, welcome to Serenity. That, that's what I think we all need to be worried about. I'm really concerned about what happens next. Because if the game stagnates, if we if we get, to, I mean, we are already kind of stagnating because there hadn't been a whole lot of action for a while because this fraternity invasion was not, they weren't invading. It took, it took months, nine months before they even took a single IHUB. It was just structure bash and then not following up. And that was a perfect, what happened this week, perfect example. DO6, main stager, Fort uh, Keepstar 4, the Imperium up north, reft by fraternity. What happens? They hype it up. Gobbins Horde types it up. We go up there to defend it, and they don't show up, and it repairs. Again, like this is the standard thing, and it's beyond frustrating. And if you are in one of these groups, you got to be like, why do we keep doing the same thing over and over again? Like how many, you want to ref a keep star 20 times so that the third time, like so that, so that the 21st time that, that folks are tired and they don't want to show up, that that's when you actually bring your guys so you don't have to get a fight. Do you want to fight or not? I don't, I just don't understand it. The bottom line, and, and, and folks can look at numbers as much as they want, between Pandemic Horde, their renters, Fraternity, their renters, NC Dot, and their renters is more than two thirds of the game right now of controlled space. That's a lot. What are they doing with it? You tell me. I think anyway. collectively they're going to have loads. Of, how many systems are they going to own, like collectively now? Over a thousand. Over they're a gonna, thousand. It's going to be insane, like how many they own, right? Someone in the chat just wrote, uh, Tina wrote, Frat owns 261, PH owns 251. And that's before taking any of the potential B2 regions. And it says goons by comparison own 132. Yep. So um, yeah, so they're going to add more space. Um, add at least 120, basically, to, to, this, to their sort of systems. Yeah. I mean, look, right here. Fraternity, 261. PIBC, that's Horde Renters, 255. Horde, 251. Uh, NC.206. Right, just these guys right there is almost, it's over 1,000. That's insane, okay, to our 132 and 117 and then and it's 110, maybe 300. You know, it's, it's not like when it comes down to owning space in this game, you can talk about numbers of, of characters or whatever. It's ridiculous. These guys control the vast majority of the game. What are they doing with it? As Terrence said, well, bots and renters as far as the eye can see. I mean, I think not that, that healthy. I, I honestly, here's here's the here's what the wager, right? That you take, you play the game this way, and, and you do, you know, fifteen boring things, and then you get one fight. Like they had the one in four tech A, the dread brawl that they won, and their wager right. is that their guys will enjoy that that enough that they would rather have a few victories rather than scrap and take wins or losses pretty consistently. And I think that's sort of a different way than than we would like to play the game, like, you know, and we being the Imperium. Um, but it's 
it, it is it is a pretty valid strategy and that they've it's worked pretty well for them right so um you know we're gonna have to, you know we're having a reckoning and we're having uh you know the come to jesus moment like how do you want to play your eve online what what is your experience what is it that you desire to have because that's the collision course that we are we are on and i don't know when that collision is going to happen but you know everyone can see it's what what's going to happen and the the clearest thing is that what we want is we would like the game to be more split up to be have more people to have more organizations to have more independent people and that's what we tried to support and and we did it for as long as we could and as long as the you know the command layer could hold out right and but I, you know I, I don't want to like i'm not laying anything on their feet because these guys fought so hard for so long and they are real people right they have real lives and, and so you know there's only so much you can expect of a human being right and so right. What we want to find out and what will come in the near future, some point, is what is the fate of, of Nullsec in this game, and maybe the game itself, for the next several years, at least, and maybe longer. That's what matters. And that's that's what the, if you want to look at the, the future of EVE, that's the, that's the overarching theme. And that, to me, is what drives me absolutely crazy with headliners shitposting from earlier this week, which was like out of nowhere. I mean, there were people that were asking me, Brisk, I didn't know Headliner still played. And I was like, no, I see him all the time. He's usually docked up in PF Tech. We see him up there. But like he comes out and starts shitposting about Brave's going to do this and now uh, the war's over and this and that and the other thing. And it's like the war has not been a war for how long? When was the last time a structure was actually lost? It took until this week for them to even manage to get any IHUBs. And then he, he loves to shitpost about taking back the EC-TAC IHUB. You know, great, wonderful. You took it back from a group that was actively in the process of pulling their stuff out. Like, the, 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 this is, it's bragging about not fighting. I don't understand. Like, I could understand if there was a big fight, if there was a, if there was a, a, a big loss or something that started a failure cascade, that would make one, that would, that would be something to shitpost about. But literally saying we time zone tanked and bored the other group into the ground. Yay us. That kind of sucks. Just saying. At least was better. I, I right. Think we... At least was way <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah. It's always yeah. way better. Way better. You know, rest in peace, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> We'll miss Sometimes him. it's like I can still hear his voice. Gone, yeah. but not forgotten, really. Right. Gone, but exactly. still somehow in my DMs. All right, so do. I'm not going to ask for future plans because obviously, you know, we're not going to talk about future plans on this show, even when we have Asher and Jinx and the guys here. But I will ask this. We've seen major changes to the game. We've seen the introduction of the new faction warfare stuff. We have Zarzak. We have all of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, we have an expansion that launches next week. Asher, what do you think the game is going to look like in six months? Well, I, I actually am happy to share our future plans. Like we're gonna oh, we're hey, gonna great. take a week. We're gonna take a week. We're gonna get everyone down to you know Imperium space, and then we're gonna let you know our, our new friends, new allies, new people who have joined rest for a bit. You know they have earned the rest, so we're not going to be putting in. There's no campaign that starts next week, you know, 
Um, I think we're just going to look to the holidays. Let's let's refill our wallets. Let's refill our, our, you know, let's just let's relax. Let's let off some steam. And then after that, that's when we'll start thinking about, you know, what's the what's the future. And that's that's the future plan I don't have to talk about because we're going to look at that over the next few months mm -hmm. as things settle down. Um, but the future of the game philosophically, and that's what I was talking about, is is there are two sides now. And um, uh, I, I talked about it already, but the stark contrast, how do you want to kill four Keepstars? Do you want to fight and blow them up? Or do you want to wait till the person just cannot do it anymore because their real life is being interfered with? Because, you, you know, that's that's sort of the, the difference. Do you want to blow them up to a whimper? Or do you want to blow them up to a bang? Because both sides have shown their hand. I mean, I'll take one of those keeps, Jinx, if you just want to unanchor it real quick. And I mean, <laughs> right, if you're not that, doing anything else with it, I mean, I mean, just put a just put a freighter in system. We'll see. Hell yeah! <laughs> Good luck. I'm talking about baby. Have fun with that. Have, have fun with that. Yeah. So, Mark, from an out, look, you're the only outsider here. Okay. Yep. What's your perspective on all of this? Because obviously, I am, uh, you know, a little bit of a spinner, as people well, may. Uh, I just told like some guys. Out. A few minutes ago, I don't, I don't get paid to have an opinion here, so I'll know, give you one isk if you want. I can take it from Lorraine. He's got a take lot it with of a grain of salt. Uh, I, by the way, I, everyone send Lorraine one isk, please go ahead. I am most disappointed. I think that I'm losing my premier faction dread contact in the Northwest. Uh, that was really working out great for me. Um, you know, got a got a pretty good hookup up there. It's going to be gone now, which kind of sucks, but. Uh, I mean, listen, man, like uh, you mentioned it a few minutes ago or not, maybe it was a few, I blacked out there for a second. Um, you know, at the end of the day, is this what everybody wants? Probably not. Right. But you have to play the cards that you're dealt, right? You can't, you know, it, you can't just look at your hand and say like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, and then quit. I mean, I guess you could, but that fucking sucks. So, you know, it, it doesn't suck that everybody's being pushed into two corners. Like, yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people would probably say the same thing. But, you know, considering that most of the pushing came from the other corner, like, I like I don't know how you expect anything different, right? If you step on somebody's nuts long enough, eventually they're going to call, like, they're going to call the homies to come, like, deal with the nut stepping. And, and, you know, it just is what it is. Like, you can't expect this this sort of thing to not happen. If, if given the option between one side that's, like, given the old dick and twist, and the other side who's saying, hey, please try not to do the dick and twist. Like, I'm using a lot of dick-based metaphors in this in this segment. So I've noticed me, that. Know. You seem to have yeah, a sensation I'm to a it. little preoccupied. Yeah. Um, you just you can't expect that somebody's just going to be okay with getting the old dick twist done to them. You know what I mean? That makes sense. So, like, let, listen, Jinx is my boy. Uh, you know, if he had a, a an hour-long propaganda show on Saturdays, I'd probably be on that one instead. Uh, just because I just love him so goddamn much. This is convenient for me I because I, I get I get to keep all my favorite people all in one zone. Um, you, you know, now granted, I, that means, just, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, and again, we mentioned it earlier on this show, too. This should be great for our numbers, man, because like. You know, we've got all the goons who are going to be watching I know, the show. It's great. Oh, and we've got all these I, new brave guys who are going to be watching the show. I thought now, that Frederick Knudsen was going to be the big draw, but there are way more people watching now than when we had him on. So I obviously mean, you guys want saying. the drama. I, look, guys here's, want the here's, drama. here's the problem. Seriously. And I don't, I don't mean to rattle on and on and on and say the same thing over and over again, but 
the other side is very bad at marketing themselves. And I don't mean this as a dig. I'm just saying as, as just as objective as a fact as I can say it. And we mentioned it a little bit during the, the Freddie, Freddie nudes part of the show too. You, you have to do a better job of like making inroads with people. If you want them to be cooperative with you. Right. And the problem is that the, the, the pan fam slash panda fam block coalition amalgamation is not doing a very good job right now of marketing their brand. They have to, you got to do the fact that they don't have a show like this is kind of nuts. Like find some dipshit like me or like brisks, find some fucking boomer who's willing to go and sit in front of a green screen for an hour every week and then have him do the same, the version of what you're doing now, because this, these are the kind of things, listen, logistics, win wars, but propaganda is what makes people want to fight them in the first place, right? And if you can't get that done, then like, don't be surprised when the the people want to be involved with the group who does those things correctly, right? You either get like, if you're going to be yelled at by one of two people, you're going to get yelled at by Gobbins or you're going to be yelled at by Asher. I don't know if Asher yells. I just assume he does. Uh, I've seen videos. Um, just say I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that hurt me to my core. Uh <laughs> What if you're gonna have one of the two things happen to you? At least go like 95 six ish percent of the time, people are gonna go to the side that has the you know the better looking wallpaper, right? And right now, for better or worse, goons have the better looking wallpaper. So, fucking uh, uh, horde and frat, bless your hearts, seriously. I know you're trying and I know this is probably going to be yep. fucking frustrating and people are going to get real mad about it. And there's going to be all oh, there's the, everybody's putting into two blocks, but like, bro, one side's got candy and the other side's got fucking those, those little stick. chick tracks, chick tracks with razor blades on the back. Oh yeah. Like, what do you expect, man? And Mark, well, just I mean, on the record, here, Mark, if they want, the record if my they wife want to says that up. dipshits like me are one in a million. So just be aware <laughs> of that. Okay? If, if they, <laughs> okay. if they want to split up, or there'd be more blocks you know i think it's their turn that's, yeah that's man right. Listen, why like... not yeah how about that yeah why does somebody ever say maybe well maybe if you guys shot nc dot how about that why is it all why was it always goons should shoot in it or goons should shoot you know whoever else or you should kick out you should you should break up this group why don't you ever say that about horde hey horde why don't you shoot pl why don't I... you shoot fraternity mark to your point about marketing here's something I would challenge the average Eve player, just the average Eve player listening. What does Gobbin's voice sound like? Do you know? I, I would guess that I know. pretty much. I well, don't. Of course you guys, yeah, but does I, I anyone would... know? Yeah, huh. here's the chat. Here's the chat. The average Eve player doesn't know because literally they've never heard the guy speak. They've never seen him post on Reddit. He doesn't have any presence at all. I, I've never heard the guy speak. I, I talk to our guys every Saturday, right? uh gobbins called them my sermons okay but you know communicating what's with, wrong with that communicating with your your members and explaining what you're trying to do weekly that's a good thing that's not a bad thing it's a good thing to say here's what we want to do do you have questions here let me be accountable to you like this is important and so when you talk about marketing it that's that's the most basic level like you know yeah. i'm famously don't go on camera but i'm available i'm talking to you you know i'm, right. I'm here right he just and let me just say and, and i have to say it's it's absolutely nuts to me that to what to what to mark's point that they don't have a show like you can argue talking is talking to stations is not their show they are more neutral and they're also not as 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 scheduled as we are 
Trash Talk Tuesday doesn't count because that show sucks. And their best streamer, oh, and I hate to on. say this because it happened today, and I can't believe I like it. Redline. Their best streamer was Mr. Unlucky, who oh, no. just ate a seven-day ban oh, no. on, oh, on they drop Game Twitch. Awards. For using, I guess he used game. He used a gamer word, and Uh-oh. and now that's that's their number one guy. That's not good. He is the best streamer that they have, and he's oh, out he's there and he's us. kicking butts. And I love Mr. Alec. He's <laughs> oh, a friend of mine. What did, what, but hey, Jinx, you know what? what did you guys do? How did you make him say that? Yeah, uh, right? you know, we just we we made him mad because oh. defending our space. Oh. So, so he gets to do gamer words, and then if he gets yeah. banned, that's our fault. You know. Oh, jeez. That that's actually disgusting and low down of you guys. Like I can't believe <laughs> what I'm learning today. I I just I I understand that from an outsider perspective it's going to be very easy for people to paint this whole situation as just more null sec dipshittery where groups are just consolidating because it's the brain dead thing to do and yada 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 but at the end of the day like one per one group held another's to the fire and the group that was being held to the fire found friends who were both willing to intervene on their behalf and willing to support them so they didn't have to be held to the fucking fire anymore. And like, yeah, that's, you know, that is going to cause some friction, but tough fucking nuts, dude. What did you expect? I don't know. I don't know how you look at this situation and see any different. Did you want them just to fold? Would Is that what you would have preferred? Would you have just preferred the Bre- Jake's fucking yes. tuck tail and run? Yes. Is that is that the answer? That's what they want. That's the wrong answer. That's what they want. Yes. What they want. They Fuck wanted. That, they wanted dude. Jinx and SFC and these guys to all quit. Well, I love SFC right? first of all, and also <laughs> Jinx, primarily well, SFC. Who, who very, don't you love, Mark? I Mark, listen, Mark man, is I, a very loving man. I got a lot, I got a huge, that heart. You have a lot of love to go around. <laughs> They've yeah. said it's like it's a horse's huge. heart in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Secretary <laughs> died, they did an necropsy on him. That's and, true. You know, he just, had a giant heart. So heart yeah. was way are you the Secretariat of this show? Uh, in many ways, not in the speed category, but in the having a uh, horse heart. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh, I go. just he's got a stallion. I, something we can't say it on the air, though. I am really hoping that this involves. Uh, this leads to more engagement in Nullsec. I don't think it's going to happen immediately, obviously, but now you have a situation where the front lines meet between the two major blocks. Like, there's going to be major block here, major block here, and there's going to be a line between the two of them, and there's going to be some friction there. So, if you want to be involved in fighting, that would be the place to be outside or outsiders looking in, I guess. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm 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 interested. I'm not like I don't have obviously a dog in the race. Uh, you should also race dogs. It's not a real nice thing to do. Um, but if I did have a dog in this race, uh, I would say uh, this is an interesting development, if nothing else. Uh, and yeah, maybe it'd be pretty cool. Who's we'll see. That's right. my that's my spiel. I got nothing else. That's it. That's it. All right, Jinx. I'll let you get the last word. Asher, SFC, if any of you guys want to say anything, we're going to wrap up here. It's about that time. Uh, thanks, thanks for having us, and I'm really looking forward to ramping up uh, the fun of Brave uh, to 11. While while we're down there, I've already got some some plans. It's our uh, Brave Dojo's 10th birthday coming up. Uh, I'll be at the Karma Fleet birthday, so you can buy me those drinks that you owe me now. Um, so looking forward to it to everybody. I, I do have to run myself, so bye. And uh, All right. glad to be here. There you go. Thank you, Jinx. Later, homie. Asher, anything else you have to say as, as we wrap up? 
Not at all. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to everyone who joined us. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This has been a special two-hour about edition of the Meta Show. Today is November the 4th, 2023. We were lucky to have Asher Elias with us for the entire program. We were also joined by Jinx Care and SFC of Volta and Brave. Mark, as always, you can see the top of his head because I'm not going to fix the cameras again. Woo! And for the top hour of the show, we were joined by Frederick Knudsen of Down the Rabbit Hole. Please check out his video, his six-hour video on EVE Online. is probably the best one you will see in a long time. This was a huge news week for us here in New Eden. The uh, the final seeing of, of B2 finally deciding what they're going to do up north and Brave and a bunch of other groups joining the Imperium. It's amazing. So thank you all for watching. We will see you next week and you stay classy, New Eden.